some Bible. Uh, but sometimes I just slow way down, and then God will begin to me, and so I go, okay, is that for me, or should I be sharing that? And so I'm going to share it. Zechariah 9 and 9. Uh, if you think about it, it's a day, it's called Palm Sunday. And it's funny because in the Bible, it doesn't necessarily say it was palms. We'll get to that. But, you know, I'm sure they have palm trees. But Jesus has this triumphant ride into the, uh, uh, the city. And it was, it was mentioned back in Zechariah 9. Auntie Zechariah 9 and 9 says what? It says, people of Zion rejoice. People of Jerusalem shout with joy. I look. Come on. Victorious. Yep. Lowly and riding on a donkey. See, your king is coming to you now. He's righteous and victorious, but then he's lowly and he's right. How can he? He's righteous and he has victory, but he's low at the same time. And he's riding on a donkey on a coat. Uh, uh, the, the fall of the donkey. And, and, and so here it is, Zechariah, and, he, and he's riding in um, on a donkey. Now, I can't help but think, kings don't ride on donkeys. If I want a disciples, and, and I'm saying, Jesus is, is saying, oh, you need a donkey. I'm like, no, you need a stallion, man. You can't ride on a donkey. If, 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 think about it. We're getting ready to fight a war back in that day. And then here comes running up, riding up on a donkey. I'm not going to be intimidated. All right. Now, who is he talking to here? He's talking to the people who are waiting to be delivered. Now, uh, the people back then, that they wanted Jesus to come. And they wanted Jesus to come. And, and they wanted him to deliver them from their Roman impression, the suppression. The, the Romans had were, imagine this. Imagine some other country coming in here right now, taking us over and making us live under their rule. That's what they were dealing with. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So Jesus, it wasn't necessarily about his salvation as far as their souls. It was, uh, it was a lot about their salvation from the Romans. So they were like, here goes, look, Zion, shout Jerusalem, your king is going to come to you. So when they, so if you think about Palm Sunday, they were so excited because they were about to get delivered from the Romans. And I'm going to tell you, the disciples wanted him to do that. The disciples like, was like, they saw the miracles and they were like, why are we still putting up with Rome? All you got to do is call down fire or something. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, I'm coming as another king. He says, I've come lowly. Riding on a donkey. I'll get to that in a little bit. Now let's fast forward. Auntie, go to Matthew, I think chapter 20, verse 17. Let me read you something. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, Mm -hmm. We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They're going to Jerusalem. Jesus has got, here's my time. I got to get my team together and let them know we are going to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered onto the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and they are going to kill me. They're going to kill me. We, I, do we, listen, guys, everybody come around me, come around me. And they're going, yeah, this is our time. Yeah, we're going in Jerusalem. Yeah, we're going to conquer it. No, they're going to kill me. I can see the disciples looking sideways. I can see some of them going, well, I don't want to go. Amen, because it might cost my life also. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Auntie, go. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles mm-hmm. to be mocked and flogged He's going to be mocked, he's going to be flogged, but don't worry, on the third day he'll be raised again. Everybody see that? Yes. Trying to give you some history. So he says, listen, guys, come on around. Uh, we're going to Jerusalem. Yes, we're going to Jerusalem. Yes, it's finally time to go, and when I go, they're going to kill me. Here's my text. Go to Matthew 21 and 1. Let's walk through this one really slow. Let me show you something. Matthew 21, one auntie says, 
as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Okay, now they came to Jerusalem, but they stopped at Bethpage, which is right by Bethany. Bethany is where a lot of live. Jesus knew this area very well. All right, so Bethany and, 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 and uh, Bethpage were like, it's kind of like uh, um, Dryden and, and Emily. It's that close, all right? So Jesus knew the area, and here's the big part that I did not notice as many times as I read this. Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, yep. and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her coat by her. Untie him, bring him to me. And then he goes, listen, and if anybody asks you anything, just say to them that the Lord needs them, and they will let them go. And I'm going, wow, uh, uh, I used to think, well, well, Jesus is so prophetic, these donkeys were going to be tied there. And he knew that, just tell the guy, I'll, I'll, the Spirit will reveal that I'm the Lord. That's not how it went. These people knew that Jesus was who he said he was. They, knew, they didn't know he was quiet, but they knew he was strong, and they knew he had anointing, and they knew he had power, because they saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. And they saw him work a whole lot of miracles. Uh-huh. When he was in Bethany, uh, crowds were came, and a lot of them lived in Bethpage. Right. All right. So walking through Bethpage, Jesus would know that they had animals tied up there. Mm-hmm. I used to think, man, Jesus is so anointed. He just knew that there was going to be a donkey there. And Jesus says, listen, now that's why he says, tell him that the Lord needs some because these people believed. Uh-huh. So, so, and then if you look at the book of Mark, when the disciples went to get the donkey, and the guy, somebody came, the owner came out and said, hey, what are you guys doing? And he goes, hey, the Lord needs your donkey. Go ahead and take it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't but help think about the donkey. How long was that donkey tied up? And you know what? Sometimes you feel tied up. All right. And then eventually one day Jesus comes and says, untie him. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I, 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 got, I got stuff tied up. I got things tied up. We got, a, we got a deal that's tied up. I got another deal I'm working on that's tied up. I got, I got family stuff that's a little tied up. And I'm like, Lord, still t- in, in one day, hallelujah. One day, one day. I know your life isn't perfect. I know there's things that are tied up. But, but Jesus is finally going to say, one day, one untie day. it. Untie it. Thank you, Lord. Untie it. Bring it to me now. Some of you feel like God. And let me tell you something, you're not. But that's okay. Because you have to sit and learn. Hallelujah. Amen. I sat and learned a long time. Yeah. See, what happens is because you have to build something. You have to build thick skin all to, to be able to do what God has called you to do. Man, people say horrible things about you when you do this job. Amen. And if you go into it in a weak disposition, you won't survive it. Amen. Pe- pe- see, in this job, People will, you can, you can offend people one time and it erases years of love. In this job, you can say one thing that people don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you don't know what you're talking about no more. Mm -hmm. I love this job. (laughs) 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 So you have to learn, you have to sit and and learn a certain level. But one day, he's going to say, untie that and bring it to me. Hallelujah, somebody. Auntie, where are we? We're on four. Go. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Uh-huh. Say to Zodar Zion, see your king comes to you, yep. gentle and riding on a donkey. Now, why is Jesus planning all this? He's, 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 he, he orchestrated all of this because he had to fulfill what Zechariah said. Okay. Amen. Remember, we read it in Zechariah. Zechariah was wrote a long time before this happened. And so here's Jesus going, man, I got to fulfill the scripture. Go in I know that that guy, he's got to untie that donkey and bring it to me. If he asks you who needs it, just tell him it's me. He'll let, oh man, that means the name of the Lord can get you resources. Amen. Yes, it can. That just jumped in my spirit. Like, wait a minute. So that's why your name, when I, I can't go in my name, but man, it's something about when I mention your name. I don't yeah. know. Jesus' name unlocks stuff. The name of Jesus opens doors. The name of Jesus brings stuff to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to tear up my suit up here preaching. And it's like, like, man, here it is. The name of Jesus, it opens things up for you. I'm trying to get you to understand that this world is dark and your government isn't going to save you. That's right. That's right. So 
only one name in which you need to live by. And it will unlock your donkeys. Amen. All right. <laughs> That's a big screen. I just, what is this big old TV screen? You guys do stuff around here I don't know about. Anyway. <laughs> It says, say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes. He, we know the story. Zechariah, we read it. Out you go. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. Yep. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. The disciples did something amazing. They went and got the donkey. They brought it back. And you know what they said? We want Jesus to be comfortable, so I'm going to sacrifice something yeah, that I need. All right. So they took their cloaks off, placed them upon the donkey so Jesus can sit, won't sit bareback. At least he's sitting on some kind of comfort. And I can't help but think, what do we sacrifice? Hmm. When's the last time you sacrificed? Amen, baby. Babies, you got my back, man. You guys don't, but the babies, man, they'll amen me like crazy. <laughs> When's the last time you sacrificed? Here's the, they're going nuts my clothes that I need, and trust me, they didn't have clothes plenty back then. No, they didn't. And let me lay it on the donkey. Auntie, read me a little further. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. And you know what? Other people joined in and spread their cloaks across the road. And so a donkey can ride across my coat? What are you sacrificing? Listen, sometimes Jesus doesn't move or the Father doesn't hear you because you don't sacrifice. That's right. That's uh, in your life. We got to stop the world so much. Amen. We get ready to have all night prayers. Usually, when we have all night prayers, I can tell you who's going to be here. Mm-hmm. I know who's going to be here. And, uh, and you know what? So, you got the one who lay out their cloaks. Yes. Amen. See, I'm going to give something that I need. What do I need? My time, my rest, my sleep. Amen. Oh, I don't like this one. Auntie, read me a little farther. While others cut branches from the trees and spread no, them on the road. No, it doesn't say palms, but okay. Palms look good. They're big. So it says others cut palms or branches, and they laid them on the road. And I go, okay, they did something, but what they did didn't cost them anything. Right. right. It just cost them a little bit of effort. Oh, that's Christianity today. We just going to give Jesus a little bit of effort. See, I'll come maybe once every three months or... Oh, Kenan, you need to be nice. <laughs> That's why people don't like you. Because you got a big mouth, and you tell the truth. And then, but I'm telling you, I can't help it. So here's a large crowd. They gave up their cloaks, but others cut down branches. I'm not giving up my cloak, but I'm going to cut this branch, and I'm going to lay that down. Hallelujah. Amen. Cloak is too much. I need this cloak. I'm not taking this jacket off so no donkey can ride across it. I to read me a little further. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of and David. And then some of them just gave lip service. They didn't do anything. Didn't cost them nothing. Some people laid down their cloaks. They gave a big sacrifice. Some people, they just they put in a little effort to cut down a branch and lay that down. But then a whole bunch of them just shouted. They didn't do anything but lips. Oh, Hosanna. Didn't give them no cloak, didn't cut down any branches. Lip service. Auntie, I, I, in the old church, you know what? The people that shouted the loudest and ran around a place and tore stuff up, I bet they gave the least. Okay, fast forward. Doing as Irish, big church. People that ran around shouted the most. Couldn't sit them down after the music was over so you can get on with the service. Made sure everybody saw them screaming and shouting. Didn't sacrifice anything. I remember back in school, the, the high school, the guys who always talked about how many chicks they had didn't have any. <laughs> The guy who always had the stories about last night. Right. <laughs> now, the ones that were quiet. <laughs> I'll put it like this. I never said a word. 
<laughs> Never said a word. I, I do not need my ego stroked. I'm okay. <laughs> so what am I saying? If Jesus is coming, which one are you? Wow, wow. Are you a cult giver? Right. Sacrificing something that was made for you and And the disciples had nothing, absolutely nothing. And so are you one that sacrifices your soul? Or are you one that put in a little effort? I'll cut out a branch, but I'm not really sacrificing nothing out of my house. But I'll give a little time. Or are you one of the ones that's just lip service and, and everybody else has got to pay the bill? Just, just because you're not blessing anything, somebody is, so you can continue to be blessed. Amen. It'll all, you know what? It's not no ploy to get your money. Let me take offers here. Everybody say amen. Amen. Man, I know I have fit the bill for a lot of people that didn't pay anything. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then I remember, when, that's why I don't any money. I don't know who gives. I don't know how much you guys get. I don't want to know. I where, where, where pastors who know the biggest givers, man, how come you always going to lunch with them? Right. And then the little lady that can only give you 50 bucks a week, you don't even talk to. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I had a phone call where, where, where my spiritual father called and said, man, I got to get into this meeting. I got a situation where this, this owner of our dealership goes to the church and they want me to sit in on it. Actually, be in charge of the church, and because he, he gave them millions of dollars, now they're like trying to figure out what he can do there. And I'm like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah, can you believe that?" I'm like, "Yes," but let me tell you what I do. I give him his check back. Amen. Take your money, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, money moves churches. And man, I've seen it. Where NFL players walked into the church and got a meeting with the pastor the next day. I've seen it where single moms or, or just struggling or some guy that just got off drugs. No, nah, you take care of that one. Yeah. So which one are you? Are you a cloak spreader? Give it up. You deep precious? There's nothing more precious than your time, especially when you get 60. Amen. Oh, man. I, I can't help but think, how many more summers do I have? <laughs> Don't do it, okay. I can't help it, though. I'm not, I'm not going to live another 30 summers. How many more summers do I have? So that means that my time is so valuable. And, and man, you know who feels the most? My kids, boy. Because, <laughs> man, they come up with some ideas, and I go, I'll never get that time back. No. Yeah, right. I'm not doing that. I've learned the art of no. <laughs> I've learned the art. And, and sometimes I just can't do it, I just don't want to do it. Right, right. Why? Because that's my time you're talking about. I don't want to go bowling on two. If you like bowling, don't be offended. I'm just saying, I don't. Hallelujah, somebody. So, man, don't use my time wrong. So, okay, well, they gave their cloaks because that's something valuable, something that was there, something that, that, that was a sacrifice. Cutting down branches wasn't really a sacrifice. That was just an effort. And then some just didn't do anything, but didn't, no cloaks, no branches, just yelling. Hallelujah, Hosanna, love the Lord, amen. Not sacrificing anything. Amen. I, I'll be here on normal service time, but if we do something abnormal, you're not coming. That's why we don't do a lot of extra stuff. Man, I, I actually, I didn't think I would like it because my time, but I actually like Thursdays, man. Amen. I like it, we have fun, hey, amen. amen. We just talk about stuff, I get to hear other people. I like Thursday. But since we started, we've had the same crowd. 
Now, I know people are working and stuff to do. Don't get me wrong. Don't be mad at me. I know we got kids in school the next day. But if I look around, so does everybody else sitting there. It's about your sacrifice. I to read me a little further. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, yeah. the whole city was stirred and asked, who now, is this? See, listen. Now, when they enter in, into Jerusalem and the crowd is yelling and screaming, those, weren't, they, those people didn't live in Jerusalem. They, those people came from Bethany and Bethpage. So I'm like, Jesus, did you orchestrate all of that? This is how I thought it went back I thought that Jesus was coming and then he got the donkey so he could fulfill scripture. I had that part. Uh, all these people, they, they just came to him and they says, no, we're going to follow you and we're going to just worship back. We're going to just say the king has arrived. And, and, and I thought Jesus was like, oh, shucks, you know, hey, you guys don't have to. You know, no, don't do that. Don't do that. It's just me. No, I think Jesus orchestrated it. Let me tell you why. Because he's coming in here and he's getting ready to tell people because they're going to, they, he knows he's going to die. But he's finally saying, listen, crown or kill me. Mm. Crown me or kill me. Jesus now is getting in their face and saying, remember the disciples always wanted him to proclaim and Jesus would never do it. He's telling people, don't tell them I did that for you. Hallelujah, somebody. Yes. Jesus was, Jesus was very humble. Jesus was very modest. But he, Jesus now, he's coming out the closet, so to speak. And he's going, now I'm walking into your city well, I'm not walking around the donkey. And all these people are yelling and screaming, and I know the disciples are terrified. It doesn't say that the disciples were doing that. Mm -hmm. The disciples were looking around, looking for guards, looking for soldiers to come, because they're like, man, we can't do this. Herod is going to have us killed, because right. nothing's higher than Caesar. Right. And they're always worried about a rebel uprising, and you're riding in here on a donkey. Maybe if you had a stallion, we might feel better. Hallelujah, somebody. But I was thinking, why the donkey? Well, because Jesus, though he is God, everybody say amen. Amen. And though Jesus has formidable power and strength and, and understanding and all those things, Jesus is so humble, so the Bible says he's gentle. Yes. Jesus rides in on a donkey because you know what? Who rides donkeys? Servants ride donkeys. Mm -hmm. The low rides. That means that God is a God of the low, the brokenhearted, the ones that are sad all the time. Hallelujah. Yes, somebody. thank you, Lord. He's, he's, he's the God of the ones who can't take care of themselves, fix their problems. Amen. See, he's, he's a king that is so high, but yet slow enough that he's tangible. Yes. He's a donkey rider. He's not a stallion rider. But even though he's strong, he's the king of kings. But yet still, he's the high king that comes down on your level. He comes down to the servant level and goes, hey, what do you need? Yes, yes. I'm the God of the, the downtrodden. I'm, I'm the God of the ones that are left out. I'm the God of the ones who got picked on in school. I'm the God of the ones who got, who got molested. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm the God of who got abused. I'm not too high that you can't talk to me. Yes, yes. I'm gentle. Yes. Thank you, Lord. The disciples are thinking, we're dead. We're dead. Jesus isn't coming in. And everybody's shouting and yelling, and I know the disciples are so nervous. And the whole city was stirred, and they asked, who is this? You know what? Because the people that came into the city didn't live in the city. Right. So the city didn't shout and yell. The city looked like, who is this coming in here? Yeah. And they wouldn't ask the people who were coming in with them, who is this and what did they say? The crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. See, this is Jesus, our Savior. No, they said this is Jesus, the prophet. They weren't even sure who he was. They were yelling and screaming and praising off of the miracles that he had did. Mm -hmm. And they knew that he had came from God. They're saying he's a prophet. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. He's the prophet that comes from Nazareth. 
in Galilee. See, they knew Jesus set the whole thing Because Jesus now is coming in to this city going, crown me or king, or kill me or crown me. One of the two. But you know what? That's what he does when he comes into our lives. John sees this, this in Revelation. He sees this, 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 this whatever, and he says, Jesus says, man, I'd rather be cold. You know what Jesus is saying? Don't like me. You can't like me. I won't let you like me. Mm-hmm. See, people like Jesus, but he's not their Lord. I'll say it again. All I got was a real late all right. <laughs> Jesus is saying, listen, do you need me to help you? Yeah, can you help with my marriage? Can you help with my recovery? Can you help with my financial situation? my children. My life. Can you help my continence just locate? And Jesus says, yes, I can help you, but I'm more than that. I can't help you though unless I'm your Lord. Amen. You have to crown me mm-hmm. or kill me. And I, I was thinking, you know what? Man, food actually is better either either hot or cold. Right. If it's supposed to be hot, what do you say? Hurry up and eat it before it gets cold. If it's supposed to be cold, you say, hurry up and eat it before it warms up too much. So that means anything tempered or room temperature probably doesn't taste good. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I want you to, I feel better about you if you crown me or if you kill me. If you totally believe in surrendering to me or you hate me, I feel better. Just don't like me. Amen. Amen. And I'm going, well, that's American Christianity. We like you a lot. We're, we're palm spreaders. Hmm. And we're yellers. And there's not a whole lot of cloak givers. Amen. We, we like you. Jesus saying, don't like me. <laughs> you can't like me. You got to love me or you got to hate me. You got to crown me or you got to kill me. You, I won't let you. He's, he's pronouncing something wrong. These people, Jerusalem. Knowing it was going to cost him. See, because that's rebel uprising there. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. They're under Roman control. And Jesus comes riding in with this entourage with everybody yelling, King, King, he's a dead man. And Jesus goes, hey, but now I'm, I'm okay with it. Let's confront this thing. Found me or kill me. Amen. I will not be in the middle. Auntie, go. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. So Jesus got to the temple, and he went in there and got bent out of shape, drove everybody out of there. You know why? Because the Roman government was making money off of the house of God. They were selling things. They were selling things to sacrifice. They were selling things, trinkets and things, that, that, that the, the Israelites needed to be able to do their worship. They were making money off it. Who was doing it? The Romans were doing it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus goes in there and flips everything over. That's the only time it looks like Jesus kind of lost it. (laughs) Jesus went in there and started turning over tables. I know the disciples were like, (laughs) what do we do? I've never seen Jesus like this. Can you see Jesus tipping over tables and putting his hand up at people? (laughs) <laughs> Get out of why I oughta. <laughs> Overturning tables and, and benches because they were selling doves to be sacrificed. They were making money off of their religious beliefs. And what did Jesus say? It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Fulfilling more scripture, he said, listen, guys, it was written. And this is what he said. He says, my house. Remember, Jesus would never proclaim he is now. See, now he's this is who I am. Now, I know it's going to cost me, but I'm going out with a bang. Mm -hmm. I'm king. And they, and they, they put up a sign, king of the Jews, and he very much was. Yes, he was. Israel's got problems over there right now. Yes, they do. And I saw it, and I was like, 
not shocking. But then my mind always goes to the families, though. See, America, we're spoiled. We haven't had a war on our soil in I don't know how long. But you know what? Because America's so dangerous, because we kill each other by the hundreds of thousands, that if, if, a, if a military source did attack us, they won't just be fighting our army. They'll be fighting us, too, because everybody got guns. And I can't help but think they've been having trouble over there for a long time. Yes, they have. But I can also see the fulfillment of scripture happening right before my eyes. Let me tell you something, guys. We don't have a lot of time left. No, we don't. There's not a that needs to happen before Jesus comes back. This is no time to be a Hosanna shouter. There's no time for that, guys. I'm, trying to help. I'm not getting on you. I'm trying to help you. See, because the Bible, remember he says some of us are, are, are 30-fold, some of us are 60-fold, and some of us are 100-fold. Here's the crazy thing is God knows who's what. Amen. You can fool us, but he knows who's what. So he knows that some are 30, and they are still very Christians. And then some are 60s, and they are still very and then some are hundredfold. Oh, it reminds me of some I yell Hosanna, some cut down branches, and some leave their coats. Yes, yes, yes. Amen, amen. It can't help but make you in the wind look in the mirror and challenge yourself. Go, well, where am I? Amen. Am I a Hosanna yeller? No, I think I'm a branch cutter. I do show up, you know, occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> It's quiet. You guys don't like me today. Might we need to get back on the road. They don't like me. <laughs> so here's Jesus goes in, turn everything over, and Jesus says, listen, guys, this is my house. This, my house will not do, and I'm thinking the disciples are going, oh, man, this is a wrap. It's, it's done. We're, we're, we're doomed. And they were. Because Jesus got handed over, and we know the story, he got crucified. But the whole thought of this whole concept of Palm Sunday, which is really a thing, it, it, just, it just came up recently. A few, few you know, it, it's not like this thing, that we did this right after this occasion, but if you look at this thing and you go, man, we celebrate this, 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 this holiday. And I'm not saying we shouldn't, but I'm saying, man, at it. Jesus orchestrated the whole thing. I used to think he just said, oh, come on, guys, I'm humble, don't, don't do that. Don't. No, Jesus triumphantly marched in there because he finally says, you know what, it's time to do what? What is going to kill me? Well, I proclaim that I am king. And here's the problem. The people were shouting because they thought they were getting ready to get delivered from the Romans. Right. Not their sins. If, if, they, if he would, because remember, every time he told the, the, the multitudes would gather, and every time he would tell them something, he'd tell them something hard, they leave. He'd tell them something hard, like, you got to love me more than you love your mother and father. And they'd be like, go, deuces, I'm out of here. <laughs> he says, hey, come follow me. Okay, well, can I follow you after I bury my dad? Well, let the dead bury the dead. Because if he was really dying, you'd be there right now. So they don't tell him when he's going to die. He just don't want to come. Jesus wasn't being harsh. He didn't say, no, don't go bury your father. He was saying, if, if your father was dying, you as being the heir, you needed to be at his bedside to get instruction. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Your father might not die for a year. Mm. You just don't want to follow me. Jesus says, you want to follow me? Do anything. What do I need to do? Jesus tells the rich young guy, okay, uh, follow the commandments. I already do that. Check the religious thing off. He's already religious. Jesus said, he looked at him and said, man, this is a really good guy. Police not looking for him. It's a good dude right here. He says, yes, what do I need to do? Jesus goes, oh, well, he, he hemmed in the hall and says, well, I'm going to tell you what you got to do, man. You, you got to sell everything. You got to get rid of everything and come follow me. He goes, deuces, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. and, and you know what's crazy? Jesus didn't chase him. 
No, he, he just watched him walk away and he looks at the disciples and says, it's hard. It's hard when people put anything before me. Yeah. If we look at our lives, and trust me, guys, um, if you can measure yourself of what you believe a model Christian is, because you know how people judge you, but if you can measure yourself, because I'm not judging anybody in this house. Everybody say amen. amen. I love you. I still love you. I think you people are great. Just saying if the shoe fits. That's all I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, man, if you, if you have Christianity and you put it up in front of your face and say you write down, here's what a Christian should be, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you don't meet it. So thank God by grace through faith. Hallelujah, somebody. Because some will say, no, I don't wrestle with sin. Yeah, but you wrestle with doubt all the time. Amen. Some will say, man, I don't wrestle with that like that person does. But yeah, you, you wrestle with you joy. So that means you don't have any strength. Amen. That means that it can lead to you And that upsets God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Why? Because you won't believe that he is. But everybody has a mess. Amen. But then you got belief, and the belief comes in and says, oh, I believe you are who you say you are. A lot of people believe. But, man, how many trust? Amen. See, trust is, man, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Trust is, I don't know if this is going to go my way. Trust is, you know, whatever this cost me, I'll lay it down. So I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to take off my cloak and I'm going to lay it down. So that means that the yellers, they have faith. The believers, at least they cut down palms, but then the trusters gave their cloaks. Amen. I'm just trying to say it. I'm, 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 I'm about done. In fact, um, come on. And I know everybody's saying good. Work. I'm really just trying to help, man. And, and I know you guys know me by now. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to get on you. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to get you to see. Amen. That you can't like Jesus. Amen. You can't like him. You got to either love him or hate him. You can't kind of serve him. He's got to either be king or he's, just go ahead and kill him. And my thing is, you know what? No, I believe you're good because you're sitting here. So that means that Lord, he, the, the Lord is now speaking to your hearts. Going, okay, this is the last push, man. Uh, I'm, I'm back. No. And, and, and I don't know how many more summers Kingdom has. I'm going to tell you right now. But I'm telling you, man, listen, I'm coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. And I go, what are you talking about? You're coming back from a perfect people that doesn't exist. There's no perfect people. We're all doomed. They're not, we're all wrinkled up and we got spots everywhere. No. Because if I look in your hearts and your hearts are towards me and I have become Lord, I don't see them. If I go, hey guys, what's the number one commandment? Coming from Jesus, now he would know. They came to Jesus and said, what is the greatest commandment? What would you say? Keep myself from sin or, you know, make sure I don't break all. Don't steal anything, try to be, try to be a good person. No, it has nothing to do with character. The greatest commandment is what? Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. Loving the Lord with everything that you have. And I'm telling you, that's hard to do in this country. Because there's so many other things we can love. And then that's 1A. And then 1B is even harder sometimes. Love your neighbor as yourself. Forget my neighbor, man. I got this neighbor, I really like him. He's, he's not next, he's the house over there. Really good guy, good older guy. 
He wears his pants like way up here. <laughs> I just, I just want to walk up to him sometime and go, dude. <laughs> like, I, I promise you, they're up here. <laughs> and he comes out, Kenan. And I go, hey, man, how you doing, man? I always stop to talk to him. And he bought me a Detroit Lion hat a couple of weeks ago. Oh. And I'm like, I would have threw this thing out the window a few years back, but I'm going to keep this hat. <laughs> I'm a fair weather. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lions have broke my heart too many times. And, man, we begin to talk. And you know what? As long as I've been living there, he didn't know what I did. And he goes, Keenan, what do you do? Because he's retired. And I go, oh. <laughs> um... I want to tell people that I'm a therapist or a <laughs> motivational speaker or, <laughs> or, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a self-help, you know. That's what I want to tell people. I think, I, th I think I'm going to lie and that's what I'm going to say for now. <laughs> but I go, well, I mean, I, I pastor a church. And he goes, I knew it was something about you. The way you treat me. Wow. That's beautiful. And I went, oh man, I like this hat a lot better now. <laughs> and he goes, Keenan, now you, do you pray for me? I go, man, I pray for you all the time. Because I know you and your wife got health issues. And I gave him the rundown of their lives, which he's never told me. And he just sat there and he began to water up a bit. And I'm like, okay, dude, I'm about to finish my grass. <laughs> you. Go back on your property. Go back on your property. <laughs> what am I saying? Well, people out there need you. But if you're a Hosanna shouter, you're not going to be that effective. If you're a palm spreader, well, you probably won't be that effective. But if you're a sacrificer, Sacrificing what? Well, the Bible says that your heart and your treasure are in the same place. It means that one thing is, and this is not to get your money, I'm just teaching Bible. So that means that wherever, what you love the most, your money goes to the most. We spend a lot of money on our kids, man. Man, Julian, man, I'm just like, grandkids, I, I, I just sent my grand, I'm like, Julian, dude, do you know how much money you cost? No. Exactly. <laughs> Me and your mom got a double team. You moving. We buy you clothes every other day because you won't stop getting bigger. And you're, and you're tall as me. And, and, and then eat. And then you come in the house and you like, and the ceiling fans. And the air is on. And then we got doctors. Hey man, in this country, aren't you always paying something even though you got insurance? Uh -huh. Amen. Man, I thought it was just me. And then all this TV and stuff you watch, internet and Wi-Fi. It's like, dude, you cost a lot of money. I, put, I must love you a lot. So I put a lot of cash into you, dude. See, it is true. Your heart and your treasure is in the same place. You put treasure to where your heart is. Oh, so that means how much do we treasure the Lord? What does the Bible say? If you sow sparingly, you reap? Sparingly. I don't say it. The Bible says it. Yeah. But here's my point, and I'm done with this, so you guys will love me again. Stop letting everybody else pay your bill. They've been out to lunch with somebody who never pays. Right. And they short check comes. They don't know who to give it to. They just lay it there. And they, <laughs> they go, I got it. Man, you go out with Mike or Sam, you got to fight them for the bill. That, and, and I don't feel like fighting. I'm too old. And, but it's like, man, you know when the bill comes, one of them is going to get it. Hallelujah, somebody. That says a lot about a person, man. Says a lot about a person. So what I'm saying is, man, you don't go into Wendy's, eat and leave. 
Do you? <laughs> no, you can't because you, you, you got to pay the register. So that's a bad. You don't go to Lucky's, eat and leave. They're going to be like, hey, 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 hold on a second. So why do people go to the house of the Lord and eat and leave? And let other people pay? Oh, you let the cloak spreaders pay it. This is no ploy to get your money. And some of you get upset with me, and I don't give a crap. Because I'm really trying to get you blessed. Amen. And I'm saying, man, struggle a lot. And if you got just enough, what does the Bible says? It says, I will need. But only those who have are the It's a place where I say, man, I got I gotta step up my I gotta give I gotta give more. No, nope. at the grocery store. Oh, Mark Kevin was like, ugh. <laughs> the grocery store, man, the other day, me and Courtney's in the grocery store, and I promise you I'm done. And this little lady in front of me, she, she was an older lady. Um, she had her little basket. She's putting her stuff up there. She didn't have her anything. The lady, when she cast out, the lady at her, she goes, that'll be 97.18. And you can see she looked at the lady like, that's a lot of money. And the lady was so sweet. Little thing out, and I was looking at Courtney. I go, that? that lady didn't have anything $97. And then I didn't have anything, I just went in there to get a few things $80. I'm like, I don't have anything. There's coming a time where you just getting by ain't gonna work, and you're gonna need the supernatural. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you been laid off and you make? Know why? You were building up treasure in heaven, and when you needed it, it came down to you. But if you don't put nothing in the account, no, they're mad. Don't talk about money. Well, I'm not. I'm talking about you being blessed. I'm just a teller. But that's okay, because you can't beat me fighting. And it's like, man. my head. Should I have paid that? But it happened so fast and I was so shocked and the lady walked, took her cart and went off and I go, man, should I have paid that? Because that bothered me. Me and Mike, we, we go to breakfast every, like once a month and we go up to, uh, to where do we go? Cracker Barrel in Port Huron, and we sit there, and this little old lady comes in there every time we're there. Little short little lady with teased up hair. And we always pay her bill. I, I, I Sam and Mike and myself, that's why we get blessed. Amen. So what am I saying? I'm saying, man, I need you blessed. I need you to be blessed. I need you to be. I pray that you get blessed. I pray that God opens up windows for you. I pray that God opens up doors for you. I, I pray that God opens up promotions and everything. I pray that everything is tied up that's tied up will get loose to you. I pray it all. And God says, I got it. I hear you. I want to bless them. But you better make sure they're in a position where they can be. Because you know what? going to bless those with a little I can't trust. So if you can't give $10, you'll never give $100. If you can't give $100, you'll never give $1,000. I've had to write a check for $5,000 before. Now, mind you, I but my hand was shaking the whole time. <laughs> God said, you going to trust me? You going to trust me? Yep. I gave him, I gave it. <laughs> and I thought later, $5,000. Why do you think so? I want to write a check check for $1,000. I want to write a check for $100,000. Oh, I heard the other day, the lotto is the Powerball is up to, what was it, $97 million or something. And I'm thinking, man, that's a lot of money. 
Maybe I should go get me a, no. <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, man, if I had that, Keenan, what would you do? And the first thing, I'm not going to lie to you, first thing came to my mind is, there's people that I love, and that's, those are the first people I see. Amen. I take care of them. What do I need? I take care of them. And I, and, and I said it, clear conscious, Lord, check my heart. It wasn't nobody around for the, to hear it so I could look more spiritual. I, I was like, man, I'd give it away. I'd give, a, I'd give tons of it away. What am I going to do in every meal? I'm going to take care of my family in California, make sure my grandkids are good. I don't want no bills. And then after that, what do I need? So Mike, you get 1.5. You get one. Kim, you get 1.8. I'm giving it away. So, Lord, give it to me. Amen. You can trust your boy. <laughs> I'm not thinking small. Why would a $5,000 check make me shake? Oh, I know why. Stop thinking small. If you think small, you'll be small. How do you know? So, a man, think if he is. Let God open up windows of blessing for you guys. He's got promotions. He's got blessings for you that you're going to need because everything now, oh, I got my water bill the other day, and man, I almost cussed. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, man, I just turned, it was so cold, I turned the heat on. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to crank up some heat in this mug. That's more money. I told you Julian cuts on everything in the house. We got the only house in the, in, the, in the sub that looks like Christmas at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Everybody else is dark and sleep. Our house is lit up like a... <laughs> and I'm thinking, Lord, you know what? Uh, I know what I make, but I know what you got. Amen. So I'm going to trust you. Amen. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's do communion so I can get you out of here. <laughs>